The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is to go on this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Point of Lost Sports Talk. We are live here on a Tuesday morning, which is the time you don't hear is time and day. Uh, we are four days a week. Uh, this will be the last last week we stressed that. Um, but, you know, you check the website, voiceamericasports.com. Uh, you see myself as well as Alex Clancy, who's always in the studio. Alex, good to see you. You as well. What was the hand motion? I'm doing some my gang movements. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. You're from California, right? You, I you am. know what that is. I am. Are you from the Valley? I am from the Valley. Man, it is cold in here. Don't yeah. even know it. I'm in, I'm in the, <laughs> real quickly, let me change the subject. Um this Copeland studio, man. I'm from a tropical place called Virginia. You know, you gotta you gotta warm this up a little bit for me. All right, well. But I am golf I am golfing today. I did go to I was at Zips last night, um uh watching the show watching the game. And there was a game last night, mm-hmm. a Monday night game. Interesting game to see uh what would transpire out of the Miami Dolphins football team, uh what kind of distraction was that gonna hold up on them. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Miami Dolphins 22-19. It was a good game. There were some injuries. Uh, today, I do want to – don't let me forget. I've had concussions. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to talk about the injuries of the National Football League. Uh, we, we we alluded to it a little bit of it yesterday, but I do want to get into it for an, at least half a segment and go back and forth with you on that. Um, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, if you've known the story, uh, uh, been following football, if you're a fan or a fanatic, two different things. Uh, I'm a fan. Alex is a fanatic. Mm-mm. No, Alex is actually a fan. <laughs> um, but it's been some craziness going on in South Beach, and that's Miami Dolphins. They're fin- they're right now 4-5. and five. Um, I think they're a better team than 4-5, and five, but what the Incognito and the Martin – as well as the, let me throw the uh, owners, the organization in, into that, because somebody had to know something. Something could have done long before this point right now. All those who's coming out speaking now, other than the two that's involved, should have said some weeks ago. So uh, the distraction, there was some distraction. I didn't see any. Um, I saw a fight in the Miami Dolphins, but you can't score in the fourth quarter. You're not going to win a lot of football games. Yeah, it's true, and uh, the Buccaneers ran all over him. So, I mean, you say Rich Cognito and Incognito and uh, Jonathan Martin being out. Yeah, they gave up two sacks and uh, nine tackles for loss, but it was really the defense that failed them a little bit here. Right. Um, Mike Wallace had a couple drop balls. Um, Rashad Matthews uh, kind of came out of nowhere and looked to be a very viable receiver for Ryan Tannehill. Kinda 11 catches, 120 yards, two touchdowns. That's a great day. Yeah, uh, especially for a kid that's pretty much an unknown at this point. Uh, it's it's interesting that the really th- the thing I took away from this game was it's a great win for Tampa Bay. You know, um, they tried to give it away again, but uh, they ended up not. Uh, this is now a five team race for the second for the second now uh, wild card spot in the AFC with four t- five teams at four and five. 
So, I mean, it, it's really, it'll be really interesting to see what transpires this week, especially coming up, because a lot of them will be playing each other. A lot of them will be playing their division leaders as well. This would have been good. Uh, let me see. What's the day? Today? So they play the San Diego Chargers. Miami Dolphins play the Chargers mm-hmm. next week, mm-hmm. right? Uh, this would have been a good win for them to get past Tampa Bay and then get try to refocus on, the, you know, outside of the situation at hand, which is the story of uh, bullying, hazing, and, and all that went on, uh, racial slurs. This would have been a great win for the Miami Dolphins. They 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 couldn't run the football. They couldn't run. I didn't. I don't think they ran the football uh, extremely well. Um, but it was consistent enough for Tannehill to have two hundred twenty nine yards passing. Uh, yeah. But they did the running back had one thirty nine. What, what can I? Not the running back. I'm sorry. Uh, Miller two yards rushing. Yeah, it's two uh, yards. it was non-existent. Negative two yards rushing. Yeah. So that was obviously their game plan coming in, and and as we've talked about recently. You have a game plan, and I'm sure they didn't game plan for our, for Rashad Matthews to have a day. So you could tell what the weak spot is on what the weak spot was on the defense for Tampa Bay, and obviously their strong suit was stopping the run, which they did. It's tough to uh, win football games when you become one dimensional, and Miami Dolphins a one dimensional football team last night. Tampa Bay one and eight team, and I think they are a better team than that. Not that much better, probably a four a five hundred uh, team. They could be four and four right now. Uh, the way they were, been, the way they play, and the way they lead it in a lot of game actually led in this game. So I, I say out of the nine games they led, out of the seven games they led seven games out of nine games, but found a way to lose them. Yeah, Tampa Bay was the push in the in, out of bounds uh, week one against the Jets. So we talked about that yep. yesterday, and then uh, they were up what twenty four to three against Seattle, and, and they they squandered that lead. I couldn't believe they lost that game, but when, you know when you not when you when you get when you're that bad of a team and. You get those calls. Those calls usually go against you. Um, so when you're a bad team, but teams that win games, they they might get the benefit of the doubt. Well, and also, I mean, you have a rookie quarterback. You have a very young quarterback that doesn't maybe know how to manage a, but you a, like a three touchdowns. Right? I love him. Yeah. I love him. I think he's great. He shows a lot of poise in the pocket. Um, he's still very raw, but he has, I think, the makeup of being a, a a good quarterback in this league. He's not a Case Keenum who's not who's not fearless yet, but right. uh, he's doing a lot with what Josh Freeman couldn't do, who is supposedly an established quarterback in this league. So, um, well, there, was a lot of talk, there was a lot of talk about Josh Freeman uh, coming out of the draft. Was he a first-round draft pick? Um, and sometimes you don't have a lot to choose for, or you can you know, throw a dot in, uh, in the dark, hit a good quarterback, or miss a good quarterback. Yeah, and they also ran the spread offense, I think, at Kansas State at that time. So, it was uh, again, you're a victim of the system or a, or a product of the system. Um, yeah, and it obviously didn't transpire into uh, into good results in the NFL as of yet. Well, the Miami Dolphins uh, lose the game uh, 19, uh, 22-19. Um, like I said, that would have been a great win, a great ch- opportunity last night to win that football game and go into San Diego, as Alex mentioned. It's a five-team race for that wild-card spot, and then it will be tough. The AFC is a tough division. I've seen the AFC go 10-6, uh, 11-5, and not make yeah, the playoffs. Tough. Not even the wild-card, not make the playoffs. But it's, it's been a tough division. Um, but you still, who I like to take that spot, I, I'm gonna go with the uh, New York Jets. So the Je- and the Jets are five and four. So they, right. so, they, so they are the one that's technically in the uh, in the second wild card spot now. I mean, San Diego, Tennessee is gonna fall off. Baltimore, Cleveland, you never know what's gonna happen uh, in the AFC North. That is, and because uh, Cincinnati's six and four, so they only have a one game lead on, I don't on know two who teams. Cincinnati in their is week to week. Yeah, no, and, and nobody really does. I mean, they were a Hail Mary away from, from losing in regulation last uh, uh, two days ago. So I don't think they had any business, and Cincinnati plays Cleveland next week, but I don't think they had any business losing to the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens, I look for, I look for Flacco to be that, that, maybe this is a lot of pressure on them, that Ray Lewis 
to the team that now that Ray Lewis is gone. I mean, I, money shouldn't equate your leadership. It comes off your talent and a lot of things. I guess it you can add a lot of things you do with the players in the locker room, how the players respond to you, what you're going to do in the future. But I, I just don't see that type of uh, Peyton Manning and Flacco. Yeah, and and, and that, that might be giving that might be doing too much for him or saying too much about him, and and not that I don't like Flacco. Well, getting paid sometimes yields complacency, and I don't know if that's necessarily fair to uh, to call him complacent this year. They did what they did was they ripped the bandaid off really fast. They got rid of everybody, and then they're going to start rebuilding right away. And I feel like if Flacco's there for a long time, they can still make the playoffs. This is when Flacco turns it on. But this is when they have what they need, right? Well, Ray Rice hasn't done anything this year. No, he's he's, he, he's just, done nothing. He just. Uh, Ray Rice just back there. We and, just see his jersey now. And they don't have they don't have receivers there. Torrey Smith is, but he needs a compliment to make him Torrey Smith to make that deep threat viable. He needs he needs an he needs a an underneath uh, receiver to, to allow him to, to break uh, to break the coverage and, and go deep. They might need to draft a receiver coming out of uh, coming out of the draft coming up because they need some sort of balance in offense that they don't really have right now. I think that's yeah, that would be the way to go. But uh, on San, on Cincinnati's um, on Cincinnati's note, week to week they they look like the team that's ready, to, you know, just take off in that division. Uh, I remember when they beat. I remember when they swept the division. They were eight zero in the division, and they beat the powerhouse uh, Baltimore Ravens. They beat the powerhouse uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, but then they lose in the first round of the playoffs. What was this about four or five years ago? Yeah, and and Andy Dalton really needs to. It's it's all it's his time. Now, yeah. There's no excuses left. He's he's got to win a big game. I still like Andy Dalton. So do I. Still, I. But he still you know he still have a probably one of the best receivers in Green uh, in the game. So sure, and the running game is not a joke either. They they plan they have do running a good running game over there. So I don't understand the balance that they have on offense and to be what are they six and four right now? Um, six and four is not bad going into the second half of the season. You need to win four or five of those games. To um and and maybe it comes down to a wild card or maybe you win your division and you get that first you got a game on the road probably, uh but it comes down to that balanced offense that they do have and I don't see that the defense is pretty good mm-hmm. so I don't know why they're six and four when you know it, you know sitting in the chair and in, in the air conditioning you could say they that team should be eight and two nine and one yeah and it's interesting football uh, more than any other sport. Uh, inner division games are so important because any team, could, either team could win at any point, regardless of how weak or strong the teams are. And the teams that win the most inner division inner uh, division games come out of the, come out of that division. And you you have to win those games. It's so important to have the cream rise to the top with those guys. And if Cincinnati can win a couple inner division games, they'll win the division. And hopefully, Andy Dalton can can win a big playoff game. Do you see the New York Giants going to um, Green Bay and beating them? <laughs> because I say that because. Matt Flynn is back in Green Bay. Um, they should have got him last week. Uh, I, I, I thought Seneca Wallace was supposed to be the Band-Aid until uh, um, the quarterback comes back, to um, Aaron Rodgers comes back. But then he gets hurt. Then you bring in a backup. He wasn't expected to play. He might have got some reps uh, from um, the injuries of uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers. But do you, do you see the New York Giants going in there? I picked the Giants – to go to, to, the, to, to go to the playoffs, if not the Super Bowl preseason. So I'm going to still stick with that. So I think that they will they will be Green Bay this weekend. This is when Andre Brown's back. They're starting to get fully healthy. This is what the Giants do. They always make you question them. Tom Coughlin is, is uh, in, in getting fired talk, and then they just go on a sick run. They're, they've won three in a row, 
And this will be four in a row. This will put them right in the division race. So with Dallas kind of falling back and feeling from week to week not knowing what you're going to get, Washington even more so, I think if, if the Giants stay solid, then they'll win the division. And, and yes, I do think they'll be Green Bay this week. Most times if you can't put points on the board in the fourth quarter, you you tend to lose football games. Uh, and the, the Oakland Raiders didn't do that. You know how Golden State Warriors was my team last year of basketball to watch this year? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not an Oakland Raiders fan, but Oakland Raiders is a team for me next year uh, to see how well they progress. They're 3-6. and six. They could be 6-3 and three easy. You say that about a lot of these teams, uh, half of these teams. Um, but that is my team to watch next year, uh, the Oakland Raiders. I think I get rid of Madden. McFadden is a – he's – you're talking about the character of football, and when we talk about Jonathan Martin and you know how he sees football, how he view, uh, how the guys see him as viewing football, McFadden is soft. He stays hurt. He, when he's healthy, he's a good back, but he's rarely healthy. He he stays hurt. You got to be able to play through injuries. I'm not saying play through hurt, or you you either injured or you hurt, and one of those things you can play through. And yeah. McFadden can't play through either. But isn't it harder as a as a back to do that? I mean, if if you're getting hit every time you get the ball, condition your mind like everybody else does. Uh, yeah, I mean he he's a running back. He's been getting pounded uh, for a long time. For a long time. I mean, he used to get he used to get LT reps. I yeah. mean, he used to get LT touches every game. Yeah, you know he get he get you know twenty twenty five carries and eight or nine balls out of the backfield. I'm I mean, not saying go to the sideline and, and fix whatever injury you have to fix or get do what you have to do. He's always hurt. I, I count on him for the Oakland Raiders. When I think about the Oakland Raiders, he's one of the guys my the name would come up to help them win football games, and McFadden is always hurt. It's always a game-time decision if you're going to scratch this guy or he's active. Yeah, I mean, I used to see him like an Adrian Peterson. He's a big mm-hmm. dude that's faster he than can he should run. be. Yeah, And they had great plays for him. The, the last coaching staff had great running plays for him. Uh, I watched him run against the uh, Chargers. I'll tell you what we do. We take a break. We'll come back to a little bit of football. We'll get into some Ohio State that you wanted to talk about yes- yesterday. Kwame Lassie Sports Talk, Alex Clancy in the studio. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. 
Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Quarter Last Sports Talk. Alex Plants in the studio, as always. Uh, we talking football right now. Anything going on, Alex? Uh, anything new, different with the um, situation, Miami Dolphin? Uh, no, it. Uh, Adam Schefter is kind of being questioned a little bit about why he left out the last line in the transcript of the voicemail. Where Adam Schefter is, sorry to interrupt me, is a groupie. I think what so. What do you mean? He, he just. Why did he leave that story out? I don't know. But if, for those of you who don't know, at the end of the voicemail, the Richie Incognito left Jonathan Martin. Richie Incognito laughed and said, okay, call me back. So I don't know. That changes the story completely. And he, he left it out of the transcript. He left it out of what was given to ESPN. And I don't know. N- nobody's speaking on it right now. ESPN won't speak on it right now. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with that because I wonder if that could be catastrophic for Adam Schefter's career. I don't think it'd be that much, but I think you can't... It, there's integrity in there to report the whole story, right? And, and you should, and that's why I had problems with uh, maybe two reporters in my time um, that we report on a story. They'd look you right in your eyes, have the mic right in your face, say some things, and then say, well, my editor had to do this, this, and I said, no, I gave the story to you. You know how it was. If you had to read it before it was posted, you know that wasn't what, what was said. Yeah. Do you watch the show Newsroom? Was, oh, I do. I like. There was a huge. Room. There was yep. a huge episode this season where, like where some that. guy uh, uh, cut the tapes to make it look like something happened when it didn't. So right. this is. I don't know if this. Is, it's not the same thing because uh, this is real life. But uh, it is real life. It, no one has that great of imagination to make these movies and these sitcoms and these series. This stuff comes from real life, and they indulge a little bit of it. But that right there is a true story, a true situation where if Adam. She- let's say Adam Sheffin did that, but the story sound a lot better. Him leaving that out. It doesn't sound like they're friends. It doesn't sound like this email or this uh, text would have gotten out him using those racial slurs. Uh, but to to sell a story, sex, money, murder, lies, sell. Words to live by. It, it is. I mean, <laughs> anything. I, I can't. I don't care. Um, I don't need you to be healthy. I need you to be sick if I'm in a medical field. I make money off off the okay. aware. Off All the, right. So I'm trying, I'm trying to get you to a how this world is and sports is no different sports is even just as corrupt as anything else when you're trying to when you talking about billions of dollars how do we protect ourselves how do we how do we get over little humps like me leaving that story out and then still having integrity to be able to talk to anybody in the locker room or anyone through the nfl and them not seeing me as a jerk who left that part out of and these guys are actual friends uh, like friends do those things Friends say stuff to each other That they don't expect to get out How how good or bad it is uh, But you you think you're talking to your friend I don't, I don't know if these guys are friends I'm waiting for the rest of the story like everyone else mm-hmm. But I will say some things to my friend I'm thinking like that, That's to you I would never say that to anybody else I would never say that around anybody else That was to you So I don't know 
Jonathan Martin, if it was his bowling point and it, enough was enough, or maybe some things happened, or maybe it's just not uh, Richie Incognito. Maybe it was just he couldn't take anymore when the whole team, for instance, got up in a, in a training table when he was sitting down. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe Adam Schefter did report and give the whole story to ESPN, and they cut it. I mean, who knows? It's all you're saying. Yeah, because I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I'm reporting as a uh, – that's why I asked you, was there anything – uh, new or different coming up, and if I'm Richie Cognito, I'm gonna have I'm gonna be interviewed by a guy who I feel gonna ask me the questions I I, I can answer or want to answer. Same thing, Jonathan Martin gonna do. No one's just gonna go in there. And now they got a a police team with Tony Dungy and and um, Shula going to talk to these guys or find out what was going on in the locker room, what's going on with Richie Incognito. Then the Maurice Smith, NFL PA, and I'm rolling my eyes as I say this. He has to represent both of these guys. Both of these guys are active players, so he has to represent them. But they have to do their due diligence also. They have to go interview, find out what was what, what kind of relationship you guys have, why was this said, why was this done, uh, find out what kind of guy uh, Jonathan Martin is, what kind of we know what kind of guy Richie Incarnado is, um, what moves on from there, how do we get you guys, both of you guys, some help. And now you got to hold the Miami Dolphins accountable because some information was left out. You could talk about Adam Schefter. You you got a billion dollar. Every NFL team, no less seven hundred and fifty million, no less is worth that. No less than that, seven hundred and fifty million. And if you got a winning team and you can sell merchandise, takes you over to the billion dollar mark. Yeah. So nobody wants to uh, put that type of money in jeopardy. So now these teams or in this case the Miami Dolphins and Phil, uh, Philbin, these guys have to be accountable for some information. They have they need to be indulged out there. Yeah, and uh, one thing that I did read that I, I can't believe I overlooked before, but Jonathan Martin's mom is an employment, is a workplace harassment lawyer, and she's highly touted at that. So when you have, when you have it, it, it's just, it seems to be working out too well to not be glamorized in some sense. But, I mean, again, we, we can talk about this too, we're blue in the face, but until tomorrow when something else comes out, we really have nothing else, we really have nothing else to, to talk about. You know, it's like, Jonathan Martin, yes, this happened, Incognito did this, yes, Schefter did this, uh, we have the transcript online, and we don't know what, what the hell else is going to happen yet. So Yeah, I mean, and, and, and like you said, we are waiting for, we are waiting for the upcoming story, the news the new story, um, now that you said that about Adam Schefter, that I didn't know he left that part out. It was either it was left out, and I, Adam Schefter was the one that listened to the voicemail. So I don't know if that was directly him that left it out, or if somebody else left it out, editing purposes or what. But that's see, that's what I don't, that's what I don't get or understand. Why would you Why would you do that to create a story? Tell the whole story, and you you can play off that. I think it would be just as. I, I think it would be what it is today, even if you played the last part of it. We would have to question or why he would say that or there's no place for that. And then more so, why did it get out? If they're friends, why would that get out? Yeah, I and, mean, and after all these text messages came out, it looked like that him and Incognito were fine afterwards. It was just a locker room as a whole that Jonathan Martin didn't want to be a part of. He was done. He doesn't, he doesn't like to deal with all, the, with all the hazing and all that stuff, which is fine. Some people aren't cut out for it. They're not. So, and, so and it could be Incognito's the scapegoat. Who knows? Take, again, the racial stuff away because that's not – there's no place for that anywhere. Everything else, you know, maybe he was just a scapegoat. And, w- again, we won't know until everything, all this stuff comes out, until, the, until the, uh, the investigation with all the coaches, what they knew, what, what part they had in it. If, if anything, you know, the voicemail, everything. There's so many loose ends that still need to be sewn up that we really, we really don't know anything more at this point. I, I give you an example um, how, how things how – things 
seek into your body. Uh, before I got to college, I, I, I never, never used to curse. So I, I used to go to Walmart and buy, um, shout out to Walmart, who gave the uh, Chandler U football lead. Uh, they give them about $1,500, <clears throat> which is good. The new Walmart that opened up out on uh, in Chandler area. Um, anyway, I used to go there because Walmart sells uh, music, and I, I like music. I, what I like about all music is the creativity, how they come up with the song, how they play on words. Oh, I thought he was talking about or she was talking about this in the song, but it was that. I love that about music. Um, so I used to buy the CDs that didn't have any cursing words in it. And although you knew the song and knew the artist, um, I would I would play it, and when it would bleep out or scratch out the bad stuff, the cursing words, which is two things, which is amazing. Let me get let me say that is I would find myself still saying those words because I know it. So the music, the music part of it, and blanking out the words is still. I mean, if you know them, you're still gonna say them. So you might as well avoid it altogether. Why I'm saying that is to say this, that the the music you listen to um, in locker rooms are different. The locker rooms, everyone listens to everything in a locker room, but, you know, today it may be uh, urban, hip-hop, rap, uh, hard rock, metal, because you got different guys in a locker room from different places. We listen to that stuff, and it's not edited. You watch, you go watch a movie, you condemn a rapper for all the stuff they do, and you put out Scarface. Uh, you go listen to all, you go look at these movies and expect... Uh, this not to get into your your DNA, your body, your seeking through your brain, um, and you expect someone kids to be adults. You expect them to, and I'm going on a, a rant right here. You expect them to be um, old enough, mature enough, not to say those things. When you're talking to your friends, and I've been guilty of this also, talking to my friends, saying certain things to them or around certain people or like people that I wouldn't say anywhere else. I wouldn't say it. So why not avoid it altogether and 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 to the uh, email, the part of the transcript left out, I think the story would have been just the same if he added to it. You gotta fi- now you got to figure out certain things. I know these guys are friends, if that was the case, because you just don't, I mean, what kind of laugh would it? They are professional people that can determine what kind of laugh was that. Was that a jokingly laugh or, hey, buddy, uh, ha, 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 give me a call back. I want to know what's going on. But, that, but all that stuff plays a part into your DNA, you, you, the music, the movies. Uh, I know I went. I was everywhere with that story, but um, I, I suggest just cutting it all out. They got to make better music. They got to make better movies, and this has to do with football because these guys grow up a certain way. I think Incognito needs some help. I think Jonathan Martin needs some help. It's interesting that you brought up his mother is the president of the Human Resource Department. Huh? What you say? His mother was. I said she's a she's a harassment uh, workplace harassment lawyer. Same thing. Same thing. I say. I just say a president. All right. <laughs> <laughs> She's a workplace harassment lawyer from Harvard. From Harvard, his dad's from Harvard yeah, also. So and he goes to Stanford. So there may be a this this will be in, in and out of court, or might be the NFL like to settle behind your back and then give him about fifty million dollars. Say, okay, you don't have to play again. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't think it's going to be that big of a settlement. Uh, no, it I don't could. Th- be. I don't think there will be. I don't. This is all going to blow over, I, in my opinion. In a few months, you think so? Yeah. So no damage will be done for anything. I mean, I think that if the the, 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 the Dolphins organization might might get get a hit, uh, Rich Incognito. I mean, he's banned right now, but he'll get another job. He's good enough to get another job. Yeah. I think. Um, I th- and I say this because he's he's that talented. I think. But football- what if he wasn't talented? Like, would he be able to get a chance to get another job? Nope. Like, what? What? It, nope. No. He, so he, that's he so that's a double standard. It is a double standard. Okay. I say this yesterday. I say this all the time. If you good. 
uh, people want to know how much money they can make off you. In the NFL? In anything. Well, the NFL... The NFL allows the for NFL, a lot more. There's a lot more wiggle room in the NFL than anywhere else because the NFL is more viewable. You, I don't see this in a right Wall because Street. they promote the game. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm, I'm talking about just sports. Like NBA, run our test, suspended for a year. Well, that was a fight. I mean, something like like the, David Stern won't take any mess. You know, the NFL. You know, uh, like look at uh, look at uh, Dwayne Bowe got pulled over with. With almost, you know, whatever, an ounce of weed, I don't even know what it was. It was like 10 or 11 grams of weed. You can have a certain amount without getting, without going. Well, he got arrested. (laughs) So, what are they going to do? They're probably going to suspend him one game, and he can appeal it so we can play against Denver this weekend. So, I mean, like, there's, there's definitely blurred lines with what, with, with what you're allowed, what you're not allowed to do, and what the ramifications are. And how good you are with, with with all of that in it. We we we're gonna take a break and come back and we'll let you finish a little bit of that of that up. I don't suspend these guys for the. I suspend them for the nonsense. Why you got eleven ounces of weed in your car? Quam Lots Sports Talk. Alex Clancy. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now some of you might still be in that place. If you're trying to get out, just follow me. Hey, welcome back to the Quarmy Lots of Sports Talk. You hear that Eminem? You think Deborah was here? Deborah is doing the Deborah thing. She yeah. was uh, she's in Myrtle Beach actually. I will be out in um, Orlando, Florida, come Friday, uh, probably Saturday morning. Saturday morning. I still need to get a ticket. So that's crazy. I do. You know what? I, I do things at the last minute. I don't know why, and I don't like it. But I always do stuff at the Save last minute. Save some money if you do it earlier. I know. I know, but I think I got so much going on in my head, which I really don't. I'm trying to make things happen for the next part of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the second part of my life. I got to get things going. I got to get the uh, NFL checks back. So that's what I'm trying to, you know, get to. All right, <laughs> let's get to, um, you want to finish up on that uh, little rant you was going on? No, I'm good. Because you don't remember it. All right, let's no, move. That was good. <laughs> that was good. No, it was it was it was. Good. I mean, Dwayne Bow. I just wanted to say just one thing about Dwayne Bow and the NFL is that. Thought so you so didn't you, get, you pulled over for you know eleven whatever ten grams of, of weed and 
uh, your speed. I think it was 40, 48 and a thirty five. See, that's that's and this is you're you're nine and zero. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. Go ahead. You're if you're ever and I, I'm sure he's upset. He's not getting the ball. I mean, he got he got paid. He's care. not getting the ball. Alex Smith has baby hands. He can't throw the ball over fifteen yards. Everybody knew that coming in, and that's what made him so good in San Francisco because they never had to throw the ball down the field. Right. With Dwayne Bow, he's he's a diva receiver who hasn't done anything in the last two two and a half years. So take care of your business. Do it in the off season. Whatever. Don't get. I, I don't understand why this is necessary right now, especially when you have a huge game against Denver coming up. And and to the point of the NFL, say he gets suspended for two games. You know, he's going to appeal it. It'll take at least a week for the appeal to go through. And I think that's ridiculous. If and you're appealing, you, the you should not too. be able to. You should not be able to play once the appeal process is happening. Just like the A Rod thing in the major league. I'm not going to jump around, but he's he's appealing that, and he get he got to play the whole rest of the year. Right. So. This is one major problem with the NFL, but as long as there's a good product on the field, everything else comes second. And, and if Dwayne Bowles not playing, it won't be a good game in the TV money. And, and if you turn that off, it won't be a good game. Um, TV revenues won't be as, as good high, of a game. As good of a game. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. And anybody got a question or problem, call in eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Most NFL guys are idiots. Uh, you could throw me in and out of that that group. Um, and by most, I mean fifty one percent. Okay, fifty one percent. So you can throw me, you can put me in that forty nine to fifty one percent at any given time. Uh, but most of us are idiots, complete idiots. I'm sitting nine and zero. I've never been nine and zero. I'm thinking. So that's what the pause is. Pop Warner. Yeah, Pop Warner, but <laughs> Pop Warner, but I was good. So you regressed getting into college and the yes, NFL, is that what you're saying? Because it's like you're, you were worse in the NFL than you were in as I got water. As I got more knowledge, I slowed down. Okay. So me becoming slower, I had to mentally slow the game down, so it seemed like I was still fast. Anyway, as I was really interrupted, um, I've never been 9-0. and This guy's sitting 9-0 and on a professional football team with a chance to do some great things. Last year, you were the worst team in the National Football League. And because you're not getting the ball, I mean, and because of the, one of the reasons you stated with Alex Smith, Alex Smith in San Francisco and Alex Smith in Kansas City, she's different offenses. Different offenses where he didn't have to throw the ball. He can hand the ball off to Gore. He can, he can throw uh, slants and, and throw to his uh, world-class tight end. Here in Kansas City, this, this team's built on that defense. He had eight Pro Bowls last year. This team is built from that defense. So Alex, he's a great maintenance guy. All he has to do is maintain Stand in the football game. The defense will take over. Hopefully, you can make some plays. Hopefully, one of those plays are made with uh, Dwayne Bow. But to have to be nine and zero and eleven guys find a reason to mess up a good thing. It's like to be nine and zero and have weed in a car and speeding. Who you you asking for? You take here. Here's my red car with the flashing lights on it. Come arrest me. I got 11 ounces of weed. I don't know what he had. Allegedly, he had 11 grams. 11 grams. A lot less. 11 ounces, he'd be locked up for a while, I think. Maybe. He played in the NFL, so maybe, maybe not. Um, So 11 grams. I think you can have a certain amount. If that's what you want to do, why don't you get home and do it? 11 grams of um, weed in the car is just, and speeding is just crazy. Well, I mean, and I think going back to your point, uh, I think it's the exact same offense as San Francisco. It's the exact same team. You have a, an overpowering defense. You both have a, you have a great sides. you have a great running back. You have a great offensive line, and the only thing that's different is Donnie Avery has been taken totally out of the offense coming out coming from Indianapolis because he's the deep threat. 
He's he's that's his game. Who, who, he's he's the T. Y. Hilton. He's the Kenny Stills. Okay, because I was going to ask you, who can you get a ball to on a slant and they go to distance? And San Fran, you can do that with a lot of guys. Yeah, but th- that was more predicated upon in San Francisco, more predicated upon uh, breaking down the offense into about twelve or fourteen plays that Alex Smith, passing plays that Alex Smith could execute. With this one, Andy Reid. Is th- it, this is still pretty new for them? I mean, ninety no great. Yeah, they've won some close games. They've the defense has beat uh, has won a couple of games for them like uh, two weeks ago. But with Alex Smith and Dwayne Bow, eventually Dwayne Bow will have to change his game if Alex Smith is the quarterback there. He'll have to change his game to be more of maybe even a slot receiver. He doesn't have to be on the outside all the time. You have to run ten yard outs. You know it. it It'll, it'll evolve the way it's supposed to. Jamal Charles is playing out of his mind like everybody thought he was going to. He has a lot of touchdowns, a lot of, a lot of checkdowns to him, make Alex Smith's numbers look good. But with a good defense, a good running game, and a serviceable, quarter, serviceable quarterback like Alex Smith was in San Francisco before he got hurt is, is usually a recipe for success, as we talked about yesterday. According to the uh, news report sent out by police, Bo was stopped for driving 48 miles per hour in the 35-mile-per-hour zone. Um, while questioning Bo, the officer detected a strong marijuana odor from the from the Bo's my new car. A canine searched the car, turned up a container of a black bag that has 6.6 grams and 3.8 grams of what was believed to be marijuana. A black bag, a black backpack. 10.4. 10.4. You're doing the math. A black uh, backpack with about 4.2 grams of what was believed to be marijuana also found. Damn. And this is the report coming out of uh, Kansas City, uh, also reported on Kansas City Television Station 4. Um, it's just, it, it don't make sense. I, I tell you, most of the NFL guys are just idiots, and that's 51%. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying everyone's perfect. and I don't think that would be the case because you could throw me into one of that 51%, 49% at any given day. But why mess up what you got going good? You was the worst team in the league last year. You get Andy Reid, who's one of the greatest coaches they ever coached the game, and then you do this at nine and zero because you feel like you're not. You need weed because you're not getting the ball. You need to meditate. Well, Go home. well, Take I, yoga. I, don't, I don't know if that's directly correlated, but my I, I, my I'm question to you, you, my question to you on the other side is: Do yoga? Do you think that if you have injuries throughout the week, say so on your bye week, <laughs> Kevin, on your bye week, um, you know you you're trying to rehab your injuries, whatever. Sometimes it may stiffen up. Sometimes you may gain more injuries than you thought you had initially. Mm-hmm. Do you think weed? No, would ever ever. No. You don't think that it would ever be medicinal for? I think it should be, but with the, the no, I'm saying for the NFL, like that one, and, and, and obviously this is a federal issue or a state issue, I guess you'd say. But it's say <laughs> say marijuana gets legalized. Okay, mm-hmm. do you think the NFL? Would and or should allow that for medicinal purposes. The NFL, if they can't market it, let me let me explain this to you. For, uh, answer my question. Yes I'm or asking no. you a no, question. No, say, I just say yes such no things as yes or no. Yeah, sure there is. Do you think this should happen? Yes or no. If the NFL, you're out of your mind. If the NFL can market it and make money off this, then yes. It's not going to be Kansas City Chief logos on little baggies of weed. That's never going to happen. You crazy? I will market that, and I don't even smoke. I will market that. I will have bags of weed. Okay, Let this, me is, change getting, this is getting I, I ridiculous. Found, yeah, I got a foundation. <laughs> I'm for just, kids do you think? <laughs> do you think that medicinal purposes for people that get bodily harm every week on fifty plays a week? No, no, th- no. I, and, I, and in practice, and in all these things, you don't think that it, medicinal purposes could help to kind of heal and soothe? I think I, I think a massage. 
I think time off. You could take two days and still be great. I've seen guys show up to camp out of shape and get in shape. I watched Larry Sinners do this every year and had an outstanding football career. Uh, yoga, med- uh, whatever you got to meditate to. Some people think meditation is some type of cult thing, but I, no, I hear what you say. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not throwing it out of the way. Marijuana will be legal in the United States. If they can put a tag and price on it, if they can control it and see how much is going out and coming in, and they can, um, the United States gave a country fifty million dollars to grow poppy seeds, and you will never know about that. If they can legalize it and make money off it, then yes, it will be legal, and then the NFL can do nothing about it. I've never seen anyone get pulled over uh, or been in some situation where they said you driving while intoxicated or marijuana's never been the case. Yeah, I, I mean, but if it slows down your reactions, yeah, you can't drive. But if it slows down your reaction, sure. I don't care how great of an athlete you are. <laughs> I'm, and I'm not condoning this. This is not. I'm just. I was playing so devil's advocate. I, so there. you're saying I am? No, you wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are. No, I'm not, I just I trapped could, you. See, you trapped there you me. Go. I've never been. Well, <laughs> I'm not condoning this. I'm not condoning uh, having marijuana in the car while you're driving. But and as of now, Dwayne Bow's an idiot. I don't care. Who Let, smoked. Let's just let's just Dwayne Bow. This it's is from not the earth. It's from the okay. This is not smart. What what he did. In my opinion, the timing was off. Well, I mean, if it, I feel like if, if you're supposed to be one of the one of the big stars in the NFL, and, and that whole uh, conversation comes back to being is, are you innately supposed to be a role model because Did you're he on TV? Fifty six million dollars. Yeah, and he's had fifty six catches since then. Right, LSU guy. Maybe he was distraught that Alabama beat LSU up. I probably not. Yeah, I probably will because I because I still follow Kansas like that and and. And the only thing I'm thinking about right now with Kansas is Wiggins playing. Is what Charlie Weiss is eating for breakfast? Heck no. <laughs> um, yeah, that, it, was, it was idiotic. Wayne Bowe had been caught. Um, he has caught two touchdown passes for the undefeated Chiefs this year. So you got that image. You put that tag on him. You give him a nice contract. He think that he's a part of this team in ways that he can contribute as far as route running, catching. You got like, a lot of things. If, if you're just a fan and you're following the football, you just see the ball from the quarterback to him. But he has to do other things in that offense as well as catching football. Um, so his ego may be in, be hurt. I don't know. I'm, I'm just speculating. Well, I mean, invincibility is, is a big thing that NFL players feel as well at times. They want to feel like they can contribute to their team. And why, why am I on the field if I'm not getting the football? Why am I on the field? Well, I, I watch um, Anquan Bolden not get footballs and block. I watch um, – uh, what's the guy from um, Pittsburgh who just retired? Heinz, Heinz Ward. Ward. I'm sorry. Heinz Ward. Not get the football and block like he like it was his job like he was meant to do that, but then I watch him go hard on every play, every play. So I don't I don't Dwayne Bowe's timing was just off as far as getting marijuana. Yeah, football's different now. Football's been different. These guys are they working for free and getting paid a lot of money. I'm not hating on them. I'm just saying do your job on the field. Don't mess your team up. Do not mess your team up. All right, let's let me get into this uh, college t- situation with uh, who was it? The Ohio State wide receiver. What's the last name? Chris Spencer. Evan Spencer, Ohio State, will wipe the field with Alabama and Florida State. Didn't you learn anything from the Oregon receiver? Or was the Oregon... Uh, they said they were going to put up 40? He's going to put up 40. If you can do all those things, you don't have to talk about it. If you're the best in the league, Jordan don't have to talk about it. Just do it. LeBron James don't talk about him being the best in the league. He always talk about revamping his game. Tiger Woods don't talk about him being the best in golf. He talked about how he can revamp his game for the future. If you're the best in the league, Evan Spencer, if you think you are in the NCAA football, 
then just do it. You don't have to talk about it. Wisconsin, they beat by a touchdown. Wisconsin scored 10 fourth quarter points to make it close. So that, that's one. The next week, they played Northwestern. They, uh, Ohio State has to score 20 fourth quarter points to beat them by 10. Next week, oh, uh, they play Iowa at home, and they have to score 10 points in the fourth quarter to beat them as well. These are not upstanding teams. Wisconsin no. is ranked. They were ranked higher to begin the year. This is the Notre Dame this year. I mean, granted, Notre Dame played Stanford last year. I think they beat Stanford, but it was on a, uh, it was on a questionable call, a, a goal line stand that they had that was actually a touchdown. And Ohio State, because they're the Ohio State University, because they play in the horseshoe, because they have Urban Meyer as their, as their coach. Which means nothing to me. But go ahead, I hear you. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's kind of funny how his name kind of went away from the whole Aaron Hernandez thing. But that might come back when the trial actually resumes. That's true. Uh, this is, the pedigree there is more recent than Florida State's pedigree from the mid-90s when they dominated with Bobby Bowden. And that's why they're there. I think Stanford should be number three. If Jim Harbaugh was still there, Stanford would be number three. This is how political this has become. Baylor has nobody there. If this was RG3's team, they would be number four. I think they both would have leapfrogged Ohio State because Ohio State is on a bye in week 11 or whatever, or week week 10. This is, in the, in the recent years, that team has been leapfrogged. That team has always been leapfrogged if the teams below them won quality games, and it didn't happen this year. You make a lot of good points on where teams would be if somebody was there because those who are ranking these, doing this poll, AP polls and coaches poll and all this stuff, well, they feel like, well, I can put a team like Baylor at number five because they're not going to put up a fuss about it. They should be happy to be number five. Well, these guys putting on work. So it does matter who's there. Jim Harbaugh is at Stanford. They'd be ranked number three. They'd be ranked number, they'd be, they might be fighting for number two because who's there and he put up that argument. And a lot of coaches do a lot of rhetoric uh, when they talk. So, you know, it's to say to the, to the voters, yeah, you've you got to be crazy to think this team won't compete with the number one team that you have at number one, which is Alabama. Alabama is the outright number one in my book right now, these guys. Yeah. And I'm not discrediting what uh, Urban Myers, and I'll say something about Urban Myers. I'm not discrediting what this guy's did since he's been at Ohio State. Uh, but if he, he don't even understand, if he wouldn't took the suspension that first year he got there, he would have had a national championship. Uh, but he took the suspension with the, uh, the scholarship or the violations they, they had with the NCAA. I do know Urban Myers to do this. And this is how shaky the guy is. He would send film, you know when you send films to other coaches. He would send films to other coaches with the set formation. He would never show the motion and how they got to that formation. So he he has his little trickery and doing stuff like that. And and you have to get and how how this came out and about, because another team had the you, you when you play in the Big Ten, you get all the Big Ten film and the teams who play within a three or four game span. But in certain teams, he really want to be, or he knows he's going to have a problem with, he'll send him to set formation and not show him the motion. He just, the final formation. So I'm not discrediting what he did as far as having losing the game, have not lost the game since he's been there. But I think, um, I don't think they should be in a top two spot. I don't think they should be number one or number two. Three is fine where they are. But you can argue, you can easily argue who could be three, four, and five. Yeah, and... Uh Urban Meyer came out and said that they should be number two over Florida State. Florida State, Florida State. Florida State punished Clemson. They punished Miami when Miami was number seven in the country. 
those two games alone with the BCS and you know uh, points scored and and all the things that go into the, in, into the uh, computer system to get the BCS rankings, those two alone towards the second half of the season put them at number two. Right. Ohio State hasn't played anybody of circumstance since since Wisconsin, and Wisconsin has dropped off since then. I think they're number seven, 14 or 17 in the country now. So he's out of his mind. He's, been, he's always been and, out of his mind. Well, but he's had Tim Tebow, and he's had that defense and that spread offense, and, uh, and Percy Harvin. And the game and was all changing these guys that, into that spread offense, too, so it was still no way he was able to beat teams. In. So defensive coordinators had to adjust to that. So now i got to recruit defensive backs from different places because I know teams in my conference is going to going to run that spread offense. You talk about Clint, Florida State beating Clemson, Florida State beating Miami. Florida State is the reason why these teams are falling off because these we talk all about we talk about the SEC and then maybe the Pac-12 or but Clemson was a Clemson was ranked highly uh high in the first beginning of the season and they still playing good football, mm-hmm. but when you knock off those teams, you can't discount that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think that probably one of his points would be that Braxton Miller was out for a few years. Their, their, you know, their five-star blue-chip quarterback was out for a couple weeks, and they still won games. If you don't play against anybody, and this has been said ad nauseum, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Just, look at, just look at the tape. Ohio State is 9-0. Florida State is 9-0. Florida State has a .961 BCS ranking out of a possible 1,000, mm-hmm. or po- possible 1, I guess you could say. And Ohio State is a .8926. So they're, you know, they're almost 7 points below uh, Florida State with the same record, and they're number 2 and 3. That's a huge gap between the two. So it shows how much stronger Florida State's schedule is, how much worse, how much better, uh, how much worse they beat their opponents, how much more they beat their opponents by. So with that gap right there, you know, I, I, it, it should speak for itself. Well, I, I just don't think you should, um, um, Evan Spencer, you watched the guy from Oregon talk about we should put up 40 points. Well, they've been putting up 40 points against Stanford. So I don't know who choked in Stanford. Was it the players or the coaches? Because all you have to do is play your game. If you believe in your offense and your defense that much, and, and I thought Oregon's defense has gotten a lot better over the years, uh, but they've always recruited speed. So when you, get, when you get a team like the Stanford, a team like Stanford, that can power you with a running game consistently and wear you down in the third or fourth quarter, then that's what's going to happen to you. They're going to blow those guys off the ball. The the Oregon duck the um what do I call them ducks the Oregon um, um ducks ducks were you know at, from recruiting with the speed they I think they choked I think the coaches choked I think the players choked. You don't have to do what you, say what you're going to do. Just go out there and do it. And I and. Evan Spencer for Ohio State should take a page out of this guy's book because now teams going to hold you accountable to that. And if you can back it up, even great. You look that much better. Uh, but you don't have to say what you're going to do. Just go out there and line up and get it done. Yeah, imagine if Ohio State didn't have the sanctions against them last year. It would be Notre Dame and Ohio State would have been the, the uh, BCS championship game. Right, and Ohio State would have beat Notre Dame. Uh, I don't know. That, Ohio State would have beat Notre a, Dame. That would have been a yawn. I mean, you, you always want Eddie Lacy and, and A.J. McCarron in, in the uh, national championship when you can. Then, then you sound like the rest of those uh, pronouncements. I love it. I'm an I'm an AJ McCarron. I'm on. I, I'm, I know, I'm but his if they fan. if they if they not number one, then they they don't deserve to be in the game. It would, watch, it, you know what? Maybe they wouldn't have even been in. I feel like maybe it would have been when they lost that game. They put them. They put, they catapulted them right back to number one to play in that game. I, I didn't think that was fair, but when you're talking about money and billions of dollars that the NCAA is uh, the bowl game, even if you're not in that game. 
those bowl games generate twenty million dollars. Yeah, it, it, for the school for a nonprofit organization. This, now it's a nonprofit organization. Twenty million dollars. They don't have to show their books to anybody. Yeah. So, so let, let me ask you. Go yeah. ahead. No, no, no. Ask I'm gonna ask you some questions on these coaches. Um, these are reports that's coming out. We only have a uh, Kevin's typing right now. Texas A&M's Kevin Sumlin emerges as USC top choice for football coaching, or agent says Alabama coach Nick Saban will consider leaving for Texas. Why, 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 would, he, why would he do that? Uh, Texas, because they could pay him. I think he's making 5.4 right now, if I'm not mistaken. 5.4, 5.5 a year. Mm-hmm. He has ca- camps during the summer. He probably makes a million dollars a year doing. Um, Texas could offer him 9 or $10 million because they're an NFL franchise. I mean, they really are. Texas, their run, their boosters are so rich. They could offer him $10 million a You're year. talking about oil mart money and farming money. Yeah, so you go. go, you can revitalize exactly what he did with Alabama. You can revitalize a team that is that used to be a powerhouse, and now you can go in. That that burnt orange is a scary color when they're good. Mm-hmm. Just like just like Tennessee, just like, just like Florida Blue. State, just like... Kansas, go. Oh, okay. Uh, well, anyways. Um, and then with Kevin, so I, I think that... Saban will leave. If they win this year, Agent McCarron leaves. He's done what he's supposed to do. He's won four national championships there. He, he's going to go to Texas. And if he wins a championship in Texas, he'll go down as the best college football, play, best college football coach ever, in my opinion. Kevin Sumlin, I'm going to answer both. Kevin Sumlin to USC would be an awful choice. And I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, I think I that Johnny him. Manziel... Made Kevin Sumlin's career. You are out of your mind. Per- personally, you are out of Ryan your mind. Ryan Tannehill was good last year. Not a great coach. Oh, I'm good saying, coach. I'm saying that he's not ready for USC expectations. It, me, I, you and I, we're ready for USC. If I'm a, you know why a lot of coaches, a lot of teams fall off because they got coaches that's 79 years old. They don't fit into the. It's a huge generation gap in, in recruiting. If I'm not ever, I'm not going to send my kid. My kids to a coach who's 79 years old. I don't care how great he is. Who's 79 years old that we're talking I'm about? I'm giving you an example of the generation gap of, of some coaches or what guy fits perfectly. In what about it. John Gruden? Pay him 10 mil. Let him go coach. John Gruden. I don't have a problem with John yeah. Gruden. Th- they need an NFL coach there. I don't, pro- somebody I don't have a problem Somebody that has NFL experience. Uh, he can experience. relate to those players, but it's a lot of work. It's more work in co- college coaching than it is in NFL coaching as a head coach. It's probably more rewarding, too. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm – I'm going off the, um, the the complex or the, also the generation of where I want this guy to coach. He's coaching at USC. USC, I will even hire him at Temple. If I want to win, I'm going to give these guys. Who are you talking what, about, Kevin Sumlin? Yeah, USC, I think he's a perfect fit for USC. I, and then when you talk about uh, Alabama, Nick Saban is leaving for Texas, well, those players going to follow him right to Texas if they can. He's going to be able to recruit those same guys and, and, and win at Texas. Texas have great players. Texas wins football games. They're just Mac Brown. They're just tired of Mac Brown. He's tuned out. Yeah. He's tuned out, and he, he's too old to be talking to some 17-, 18-year-old kids. That's why you got to have – now, I'm not saying you can't be a great coach at that age. I'm saying you better have a great assistant coach that can relate to those kids. Now, uh, we've talked about USC and their quarterbacks. We've watched how none of them why have Alabama to can't Why Alabama can't give him nine Because they probably don't have the money for it. Alabama. Yeah. That football team funds every other sport. So it's not just because they make a lot of money doesn't mean they have a lot of money left over. Texas does too. Yeah, oh, yeah but all, Texas all, has – they have boosters. Like, like football. They have big-time and, boosters. And I say this at Kansas, football and basketball, although football doesn't do well – 
they they take care of all the other sports. Yeah. So what about this? John Gruden always does the the rookie quarterback thing, you know, watching tape and stuff. USC has never had in recent history has had a profitable quarterback in the NFL. A profitable meaning uh, a winning quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. What if he goes there, coaches, they maybe uh, get to a BCS bowl game or they get to the playoffs because that's what it's going to be when he goes, and he gets a quarterback that goes to the NFL that's court- that's NFL ready. Like what a story that would be if you go from the depths of hell. Uh, Pete Carroll couldn't do it. He couldn't. He couldn't um, groom a quarterback to be NFL ready. He won a lot of games. He won a national championship. He won an AP poll championship. But if John Gruden could be the quarterback guru that he is, go there and do that. That would be that would be a Hollywood story. And what better than than you see USC to do that at? Just saying. No, I think I like I like Gruden as a, a head coach at a, at a big time college program. Nothing to rebuild, but somewhere like uh, Alabama, somewhere like Texas. If if, if Saban left Alabama, Gruden he'd fit right into place. Or Jack he, Del Rio. I mean, Jack Del Rio with the experience. Yeah, yeah Jack Del Rio. He, he seems like he can get the job done. I'll tell you what. We're going to take a long break, and by long, we will see you Thursday. We won't see you tomorrow. Uh, I don't agree with Alex with uh, Manziel made Sublin's career. That is crazy. One one player can make somebody's career. Yes. Now, then you're talking about Jordan made, um, though, all the coaches he's been with. They don't so have any even Phil Jackson. They don't have any knowledge of the game. That's not true. But Manziel made That's, him. You say Manziel the key made words. him. At, Manziel made him a ho- uh, household name. <laughs> Kevin, get the music going. Quam last sports <laughs> talk. Uh, this guy's crazy. No, I, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll, I mean, not tomorrow, but Thursday. We'll see you guys Thursday. Alex Clancy, as always, we we'll see you back. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.